the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. The Bruce Hooley Show podcast is brought to you by HemisphereCoffeeRoasters.com. Creating jobs and restoring dignity one cup at a time. Good coffee doing good. Learn more at HemisphereCoffeeRoasters.com. It is not your imagination, and it is not temporary. Prices are way up. Only 10 times more than the experts anticipated for the month of October. That's bad news for Joe Biden, sure, but that's worse news for you and for me because we have to pay high prices for gas, for food, for everything is going up. And it wouldn't be so bad if we had somebody on the case Somebody working to make things go down. Democrat policies don't work. And really, they don't care that they don't work because they're good for us, whether we feel like they're good for us or not. We will pursue that today on a Wednesday edition of the Bruce Hooley Show. Glad to have you along. Appreciate it very much. We are going to celebrate our veterans today at 1230. Uh, We will speak with the head of a veteran's organization. Uh, My father was a World War II veteran. I treasure and cherish all veterans. Great moment last night at the Ohio State season-opening basketball game. They long ago opted for shrill, annoying, screechy, loud, intrusive game ops at Ohio State on their basketball. They um, changed their public address announcer from a public address announcer, to a carnival barker. But the one thing they get right on game ops at Ohio State for basketball is that every game they pay tribute to a veteran. And every game, that veteran gets and deserves a standing ovation. It's a wonderful thing to see that people in our society, as much as the left would try to diminish, and as much as they have taken over the military and neutered it to the point where I'm not sure we could win a military conflict that was consequential enough to decide whether we continue as a nation. But we have the freedoms that we have because of our veterans, and so we will celebrate that at 1230 today. Let's start with prices. Boy, they're bad. The analysts expected prices to rise in October by 0.6%. Six tenths of one percent and rise by 5.8 percent annually. Uh, instead, they rose 6.2 percent year over year in October, which is only the fastest annual increase in 30 years back to 1990. Now, I don't know, maybe 30 years from now. I will not uh, feel like prices are coming after me and really 
impinging upon my daily life like I do right now because I honestly don't remember 1990 being stressed out, but a lot has changed for me since 1990. I was not married in 1990. I did not have kids in 1990. I was single. I had my own home. I was a pretty young professional. So maybe I just didn't have the dialed-in attachment to prices then. But boy, now, as a father of three, husband, and somebody who uh, engages in several different endeavors to pay the bills, make ends meet, the bills are mounting. Girls are getting ready to go to college. Girls have things going on at school that require investment, sports teams, school plays, trips out with friends, need a little money, those kinds of things. It's pretty hard not to feel it, right? And every day that we're shuttling the girls around here and there and that now one of them is driving it's additional gas burden on the family you feel it so maybe that's why i'm more sensitive to it but i'd feel like maybe we were going to persevere through this if eh, it's pandemic related and we're ramping back up. We've got some glitches, but we'll get through it. That's not the vibe that the Biden administration is sending out. Not the vibe at all. The vibe the Biden administration is sending out is, hey, what we're doing, it's temporarily inconveniencing you. But even if it's not temporary, it's necessary. After all, we all have to care about the climate. We all have to care about giving free child care and free health care and free community college and free, 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 free. That's something you should care about, even if it inconveniences you. It's easy to say when it's not inconveniencing them. Uh, Britt Hume has his finger on the pulse of, I think, what real America thinks about these kinds of things. Here's Britt Hume last night with Brett Baer on Fox. Well, it looks to me as if this is an administration that was willing to sacrifice a lot on the altar of, of moving away from carbon-based uh, fuels. And, you know, gasoline, obviously, oil, coal, natural gas, all those uh, in the interest of trying to save the planet. And they seem perfectly prepared to let consumers pay higher prices, perhaps ever higher prices, uh, toward that end. Uh, so, And the consequence of that, Brett, I think, is politically, you know, even if inflation in other areas of the economy subsides, um, if people are still paying these sky-high gasoline prices and other fuel prices, they're gonna, they're, the feeling is going to be that this administration brought us inflation and it's here to stay. Yeah. Not good politically. Not good politically, but there's a lot of deeper analysis in that particular phenomenon that Brit Hume is outlining. And one of the things that you look at there is, don't they care about getting reelected? Oh, yeah, sure they do. They absolutely care about that. But to really be someone who deserves merits being reelected, you have to always be continually in touch and identifying with the people who put you in office. The loudest factions of the Republic of the Democratic Party are the leftist, most (laughs) detached from reality portions of the party. And those are the people that Joe Biden and his ilk hear from. So maybe they're in an echo chamber. Maybe they think, you know, those people are willing 
to pay three dollars and twenty five cents this week. Maybe next week it's three forty, and now the week after that it's three sixty for gas. The other part of it is they don't really care. They don't really care how it's impacting people because it's good for you. And what does that indicate? That indicates that they know it's good for you and you don't. They know it's good for you and you don't. On one hand, they'll tell you, well, the vaccine's good for you. The science says it's good for you. Well, if you took that same logic and applied it to, let's say, a baby in a womb, if science was uber all, okay, maybe we could have a discussion. They don't do that. They pick and choose where science applies. They pick and choose where, quote-unquote, compassion applies. They're all over the map on it, and yet they never see it. Why do they never see it? Because they are the authority, and you are inferior to them, and you will listen to them, and if you don't want to listen to them, then they will twist your arm behind your back, seclude you in deplorable detainment conditions for walking into the Capitol and taking a selfie or climbing over a barrier or, yeah, breaking a window, whatever, smashing a barrier, pushing a cop. All of that happened. But while you and I would look at what happened in the Capitol on January 6th and see degrees of law-breaking, they don't. Basically, the statute that was violated is, you disagree with us, we will break you. We will break you economically. We will break you psychologically with pressure to quit your job unless you're vaccinated. We will break you medically. You will do what we tell you to do or you will not have a place to work. We will take your kids away from you. We will deny them the opportunity in school unless you give them the jab. It's all about power. It's all about control. It's all about them knowing better than you do what's best for you. So how do we fight our way out of it? How do we battle it? How do we do it the right way? Those are topics that we'll pursue as a Wednesday edition of The Bruce Hooley Show continues on 98.9 The Answer. At this moment, Kyle Rittenhouse is on the stand, uh, the young man, and he is breaking down on the stand. He looks like he's hyperventilating, crying as he's reliving the experience uh, in Kenosha, Wisconsin. They appear that they are taking a break. The judge is giving a recess to the court. The attorneys and everyone are standing. He's handed Kyle Rittenhouse a bottle of water. Kyle Rittenhouse was on the stand for approximately... 15 minutes. Uh, He has waived his right to self-incrimination. I am actually astounded this trial is still going on. Uh, To me, there should have been a directed verdict yesterday when his chief accuser, uh, Gabe Grosskreutz, the guy who Rittenhouse wounded, shot him in the arm. Uh, Grosskreutz is a bad actor. This guy's done all kinds of bad things. And he's on the stand under... I believe it was under cross-examination because I can't believe his attorney would be stupid enough to ask this question, although why they put Grosskreutz on the stand, they have no case if they don't, but they certainly didn't prepare him to testify because the whole prosecution case centers around the fact that Kyle Rittenhouse is a vigilante who went to Racy, uh, went to uh, 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 Kenosha, Wisconsin, looking for trouble, looking to kill Antifa Black Lives Matter activists. And he was a vigilante. And Joe Biden's called him a white supremacist. Joe Biden, the president of the United States, with no respect for the rule of law, 
has flat out called Kyle Rittenhouse a white supremacist. That is so out of the bounds of propriety, but perfectly in keeping with the lack of legal respect or respect for legality of our law system in the Biden administration. So here is Gabe Grosskreutz on the stand yesterday, asked about the moment where he interacted with Kyle Rittenhouse. Now, what they want Grosskreutz to say is, this guy shot me for no reason. He shot me for no reason. Listen to why Gabe Grosskreutz, in his own words, says Kyle Rittenhouse fired his rifle and wounded Gabe Grosskreutz. It wasn't until you pointed your gun at him, advanced on him, with your gun, now your hands down, pointed at him, that he fired, right? Correct. Ouch. Now they have a two-word summary for what Gabe Grosskreutz just described. Maybe you've heard of it. Self-defense. It wasn't until you lowered your gun and pointed it at Mr. Rittenhouse that he fired, correct? Correct. Why the judge didn't stand up right then and say, okay, we're done here. We're done here. But he didn't. So Rittenhouse took the stand this morning, and I understand why he took the stand, because his defense team believes that that jury is going to convict him if he doesn't get up there and they don't hear from him in his own words. Now, that is not in keeping with our legal system. You cannot penalize a defendant for not getting up and telling their story. You have a right against self-incrimination. You waive that right if you get up and you undergo questions from, of course, your attorney, but then you're cross-examined by, in this case, the prosecution. So we'll see how Kyle Rittenhouse does under cross-examination. But right now, what I saw, and I didn't hear the audio, but the body language is extremely important. Why do you think they have body language experts when they come to jury selection? One of the most important pieces of O.J. Simpson's defense team uh, were the body language experts, Joel and Demetrius. She could tell from the body language of the jurors as they were questioned during voir dire, which is jury selection, fancy word. Look at that. It's the only French word I know. Uh, she could tell, yeah, this person, what they're really saying, what their body language is. You know, they hate cops. They think O.J. got framed. And... All the evidence, of course, soundly convicted O.J. Simpson, but the jury wouldn't do it. I mean, that is our system. You are acquitted or you are convicted by a jury of your peers. Kyle Rittenhouse, I think conveying the emotion that he conveyed up there is doing himself some good with the jury. But you don't know what kind of preconceived notions they bring in. The George Floyd jury, I believe that Derek Chauvin, the cop, could have been exonerated. Afterward, we find out, guy on the jury who's like wearing BLM shirts and who was dead set against cops and was always going to vote to convict Derek Chauvin. Always. System is not perfect. But it is proven over time to be the best that we have. So we'll see how Kyle Rittenhouse comes out of it. They are clearly in recess now because he was having a hard time composing himself which I think indicates that he wasn't there just to shoot people, kill people, take his jollies over blowing people away. He genuinely feared for his life, and he's reliving a traumatic experience. Kind of like us. We're living in a traumatic experience right now. If you're a conservative, 
It's bad when the Democrats are in control. If you're in a public school district around central Ohio, particularly the fifth largest district in the state of Ohio, the Olentangy district, I would understand why you've lost hope. You had two really solid, outstanding school board candidates in Jen Foyt and Felicia Castle, and the wokesters in the district, the DEI crowd, the diversity, equity, inclusion crowd, the superintendent, they managed to get their guy in, the guy who negotiated the big fat contract for the Columbus City teachers and bragged about it in his campaign literature. Well, now he's on your school board, and you're going to give away the farm to your teachers, and you're going to hire more diversity, equity, and inclusion officers, and you're going to fire more solid employees who like kids and want to sacrifice for kids like the woman who was fired for having a conversation with a student in which she said, isn't it ironic that the COVID-19 virus originated in China and now China is profiting over the sale of PPE? She was fired for that. A woman in her 70s who was a study hall monitor, she did it because she loved kids. Now they have gone a long way toward ruining her life, marginalizing her, labeling her, canceling her. Uh, Dispatch just caught up to that story, by the way. We had the attorney, Tom Condon, on the show, what, at least a month ago. We've been talking about this for multiple months. Case has been fired and filed in federal district court. Ah, Freudian slip. I hope somebody at Old Tangy gets fired over this. They deserve to get fired over this. What kind of an evil person chooses to make an ideological argument at the expense of a woman in her 70s who works because she loves kids and feels young and wants to contribute to society by being among kids in a high school? An evil person, an evil person. And as we detach ourselves in this country more and more and more from God, more and more and more from our commitment to God or our respect for God. See, this is the thing. I grew up in the 70s. Now, I grew up in small town America. I always describe my hometown, West Liberty, Ohio, as Mayberry. We had three traffic lights and seven churches, right? Fold up the streets at midnight. Now, in our town, it was 11 o'clock. Traffic lights started flashing at 11 o'clock. But it was normal for everybody to go to church then. But that's not what made America the great country it is to grow up in. What made America the great country that is then to grow up in was, sure, a lot of people went to church, but even the people who didn't go had a respect for God and the principles that God outlines by which we should live, by which we should have compassion for others and treat them. And now we're in an area that, an era that is hostile to God. And we see that in government policy, and we see it all the way down to our local schools. And we'll discuss that more as the Bruce Hooley Show continues. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. 
the explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. And I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.